Oh, yeah, the button's on. Uh, you know what I hate more than anything? I hate it when people don't get obvious analogies. And maybe younger people don't get the obvious analogies because they haven't had enough experience. Like, for example, if I say, which do you prefer, a double stuff Arby's roast beef sandwich or a ham sandwich with a crust cut off, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, if I say down there, I have to say down there. Down there. But if I don't say down there, you're probably like, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm kind of, I have like a weird fetish thing for like the girls that look like they've got like the super Arby's. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Or it looks like, you know, gi- ginormous steak. And you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Something about that's just kind of hot, you know? It's like, but then I kind of get freaked out and think, you know, they, is it going to like completely like close around my balls or something and just. Jesus. Come on, man. I'm trying to make the show interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what'd you do? Your hand build? Did you hit somebody in the face or did you. Chris Rock, somebody? Don't worry about it. Uh, well, if that's a masturbation accident, you're doing it the wrong way. <laughs> just saying. Stranger in the tub. I'm just saying, that's a fucking double-jointed stranger in the tub. I had no idea Bill's hand bit like that, man. I scratched it. You scratched it? Bought a tea? And bought a tea? Chain of custody. Yes, sir. Goes from one and to two. Cheers, fellas. Get and this part started. This is Warning. This show has been found to be extremely off putting, irresponsible, and exhausting. Listener discretion is advised. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, Holy that's shit. some good, 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 good shit. Is that that uh, the black coffee roast? Nola, Nola coffee liqueur. That shit is so fucking good. It's pretty good. I love. I'm just. I, I may have to buy that. I think that might be Christmas for me. I'm just gonna go to the store, get a bottle of that, and just sip on it all day. I dare you. All Santa has diarrhea down my ki- uh, chimney. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nola Nerdery Podcast with all the anesthesia and the dogs. Get the billion. That's me. With one beast over there. We got the Russell. Hey. Sporting hey. the beast downstairs. And we got the wheeler. Hey. Over here. My beast is kind of miniature, but it's mighty. Ah. It's mighty but powerful, but miniature. It's all about what It's like a mini Cooper with an 800 horsepower engine. <laughs> which will get you killed, but. If you want to skip the nonsense and go straight to the meat of the episode, check the show notes for the hashtag docket. Skip to around the twenty minute mark. Let's get into this beer of the episode because holy shit, I have a feeling today's gonna be a whew, all right. it's gonna be a strong one. This comes to us. I Do you believe. like the album cover though? Oh I, yeah. picture. Get a picture. Picture pages, picture pages. It's all the meals time, everybody. All the meals ASMR. This ASMR. is from Pipeworks Brewing out of where the fuck are they from? Well, wait a minute. He's going to do the picture, and then he's going to do the music. Chicago. Chicago. We're not doing, like, acapella, are we? Keep that fucking music. There's there the go. tentacles. Okay. All right. So we got uh, this from Pipeworks Brewing in Chicago. Chicago. It's called Rudolph versus Unicorn. This is a peppermint imperial milk stout. That sounds fucking terrible. That unicorn would stab him in the fucking face. I don't know. Rudolph's got those antlers, bro. Yeah, that's true. He's got that big red nose. 
Peppermint is only good by itself. Oh, we're about to find out. This is a 10.9. Get you some. Yeah. I think my taint just closed up. It looks like motor oil. Oh, shit. (laughs) And the verdict. That's going to get you drunk. It tastes like motor oil. Uh, Where's the peppermint? There ain't no peppermint in it, is there? It's a... It's on the cover. That's it. Yeah, we might not make it all the way through this. <laughs> Came in a two pack. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how bad uh, it is. It's strong, man. It's, it's strong. not even. It's not terrible. It'd be better in a glass. If I was a teenager and came across a two pack of this, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, dude, we're getting wasted tonight." <laughs> but this now, I'm kind of like, "Oh Jesus, do I want to go there?" Yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, well, it's an imperial stout. It's very stouty. It's very stouty. I don't really taste a lot of peppermint, but you can taste the, you know, when you taste a beer, well, you don't drink beer, but you know, when you taste something and it's like, oh shit, that's got a lot of alcohol in it, doesn't it? And you're like, uh huh. Yeah. It's that. that this is, guy. This is that. This and fucking it's, guy. Uh, yeah, that, uh, it's like a sandwich too. That's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm going to make it all the way through, yeah. man. I'm going to, I'm going to try. Well, I'm going to do my level best. Maybe sometimes uh, you just got to find out. You, you fuck get, around. You got to take one for the team. Find out. Yep. So uh, there's plenty of other ones in here. So. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to give it at least a couple sips, but I got to tell you guys something before we get into. Oh, by the way, do we have any voicemail and such? Yeah, we do. We got a bunch of shit. We have boat shit? Bunch. Oh, a bunch of shit. Okay. If you'd like to give us a call and, well, if you'd like to hit us up on the social media on the Institutes, InstaVag, and Facebook and YouTubes, you can do so. Metal Nerdery Podcast, you can email us at metalnerdery at gmail.com or you can send us a motherfucking voicemail uh, at motherfucking 980 666 8182. You definitely get the mucus with that milk in there. Mark the time. G'day, g'day. It's uh, g'day, Triple buddy. Six. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, g'day, Billiam. G'day, Russell. G'day, the great white shark dangle. Pulling up the rear end. The wheeler. Hey, all right. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, I really enjoyed uh, the affirmative nature of the yeah episode. The, uh, yeah. It's also yeah. And uh, it reminded me when I was being indoctrinated into being a nice asshole capitalist, the Dale Carnegie uh, system of friends. leadership or making friends always uh, Power encourage you, thinking. me, pawns like me, to try to get prospects to say yes in their minds. And so that you get the prospect to answer affirmatively in their heads like a hundred times before you actually verbally kind of ask them a question where you want them to say yes. Like getting them on to sleep. And I wonder you. if... Uh, the metal gods, yeah, who say yeah in songs, uh, did Dale Carnegie? Probably Maybe. not, but hey. Uh, anyway, that episode really floated my metal boat. It really my, uh, lifted my metal skirt, so thank you very much for the laughs. Uh, hey, Jay Weinberg, uh, when he was five, it Slip fucking off. blew my mind, and I walked around in a bit of a daze. It was a shocker. For a few days, so, so boys, I wonder if you have any... Uh, uh, thoughts on that and uh also no. with the kiss avatars guys yeah, what do you that's think about weird. that uh, that's weird you, you seen the abba for against yeah. confused like me like i was born in 1973 so dynasty was my first album that i ever purchased it's dynasty so 
Hot Tennessee. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit sort of, um, supportive yet conflicted of the Kiss avatars. I wonder if you guys have uh, two cents on that. Got a dollar, man. Uh, also, I just Googled not just buttholes. Yeah. The brilliant Wheeler Squealer uh, trademarked line for OnlyFans. <laughs> and uh, Middle Nerdery came up 12th on the search results. <laughs> not only buttholes. Uh, written on the interwebs. <laughs> you guys are spectacular. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, Trip Six. You are number six. Thank you, Trip Six. Fucking hey. That's awesome. How's it going? So our OnlyFans is taking off, apparently. I guess <laughs> I guess maybe they're looking into it. We might be getting a check pretty soon. We should... That should be our page, I guess. Like metal what? nerdery. It's more than just buttholes. Not, <laughs> not just for buttholes anymore. Well, it's it funny. We were talking about the. We got voice to text here and the, the voicemails. We can see all the fancy words. And he said dynasty, which I think is the proper way to it say came up dynasty. As Tennessee. But it came up as Tennessee. I'm like, there ain't no kiss record I ever heard of, man. <laughs> Maybe Bill's got that. It's like a bootleg or something. So the avatar thing he's What the fuck about, is that? <clears throat> ABBA's doing this thing. Is it like robots or like just it's, virtual? It's deep fake fucking virtual ABBA. They're they're taking ABBA from their seventies appearances and cobbling together like an actual. They're thing. making a concert like of holograms. You could go to an ABBA show. Wait, so in this case, then Kiss could basically go back to like nineteen seventy seven. But they're not. They're, they've got the fucking other two guys in it. Uh, no, if they're going to do the Avatar thing, they need to go back to all of them. To Ace and Yeah. Oh, uh, okay, that just looks. The future is uh, so exciting. We can live on eternally. That's some creepy, creepy shit. I'm not an AI fan. I know, Ki- I know Bill's not even a Kiss fan, but I'm definitely not. I'm not a Kiss AI fan. The only way I could possibly be on board would be if it was. The 77. Look up the ABBA. Google ABBA AI and watch this fucking thing. This is insane. And mark the time, by the way. Watch this fucking thing. As far as the Jay Weinberg thing, I don't... I didn't really keep up with all that, but I know it came as a shock when he got let go. I don't even know what ABBA looks like regularly, though, dude. It's like Swedish girls and Swedish dudes, right? Yeah. Swedish tits. Yeah. Uh, no. The entertainment industry is jumping the shark. You guys got to stop oh, this yeah. nonsense. They're, they're, too much. They're going to do this with everything, and and not only are they going to be doing like their classic like hits. It's all about the dollar. They're going to be AI is going to be writing new ABBA music. Oh, sweet. That they're going to be uh, that's playing a, live. I, I think that's the end. I think that's literally the end of time is, is AI. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's the cars. Wait, did ABBA do that song? No. Uh, it's, no. It's a oh, reference. Okay. It's a, no. Oh, okay. Sorry. So. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about the Avatar thing. I think that's kind of dumb. But that kind of bothers me, though, because it's like if they had the power to do the Avatar shit, it's like why didn't they go back to late 70s kiss like during the tennessee era why didn't they do that <laughs> yeah I mean, why not if yeah. you got the technology why not go then instead of now smoky mountains yeah yeah Ooh, yay! <laughs> uh, 
That's so awesome, by the way. Thank you, TripZex, for throwing the squealer in there. That's obviously ACDC, but you already knew that. That's some preparation for a phone call right there. I know, right? I dig it. That's, yeah. that's quality. Let's that's, that's yeah. get that Darius. Oh, we got an email here from, uh, that's looks like it's also from TripZex. Uh, brings a big fat smile to my face. So I thought, uh, okay, Look, now I want to know what this is. 34 yes, 36 seconds. I did. I did find a fucking thing. It was all the yes from like every metallic from every Metallica record, like up to Hardwired. Apparently, I guess the darkest Metallica album because there's almost I think there's zero yes on it is Ride the Lightning. Uh, that that would have been my guess. No yes. We had a couple. No yes. No yes. I don't think there's any yes on there. Oh no! Which one? Ride the Lightning. Oh, uh, I, don't be, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's yellowless. But, really? Because there was someone seeking destroy. Did y'all see the thing I, I put on the po- a podcast page on Facebook? It was Macho Man Randy Savage, like all his years. Yeah. Oh my God! It was, <laughs> it was like that. I was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. There's one with uh, there's an it's a video you can find on YouTube and shit. But it's it was Randy Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. Cutting a promo with Mean Gene. Cutting like, a promo. That's what they call it. Yeah. And it is the funniest fucking... I swear <laughs> they're on mushrooms. They are so... They're like, do it all with this stuff. Right. Like, oh, it, it is insane. <laughs> it is great. And like every every time I watch it, I'm just like, that is the greatest thing. I, I can just watch it over and over. It's fucking funny. We'll pull it up one day. I'll, I'll, I'll show it to you. One day? Yeah, I'll whip it out and show it to you. Whip you. it out. Sweet. Yeah. Um... Oh, God. Um, did you guys like the the outro of the last one? Okay. 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 That was great, man. Well, you got to listen to it. As, as I was doing it, it was just like, okay. It's like everything. Okay. That was the, uh, And that was all you, brother. That was just, okay. Okay. It was like, oh, this The first time sick. I heard it, I was like, okay. Oh, yeah, I got to keep that one. <laughs> that should almost be a button. Yeah, just like, should be. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that was hilarious. I feel like we're getting more and more hilarious, and I think it's from the positive energy from you guys out there in the field listening yeah. and whatnot. I got to tell you all a weird, kind of a weird uh, supernatural dreamish kind of thing. I love Goblin Cock. Not that. Oh, okay. But did relate to Pissing Posts. So I don't know if that's tangential or not, but it was it was weird. <laughs> you all right? It's, we're going to power through, bro. <laughs> Pissapost, if you're out there, this is for you. This is It's a little weird, but don't worry about it. Here's what was weird. It was like I was walking through like some... It's, this beer is ridiculous, by the way. I, if we get through half of it, is that considered... Is that like a 5% alcohol? Every time yeah. I take a sip, it's like like I'm drinking some kind of weird bourbon. It's just... It's very strong. Very strong. <laughs> like somebody got a little overly ambitious at the beer factory. Well, you know, I was like... I was in a Christmas spirit. I was... I went. You got an awesome shirt on, by the way. That is very awesome. And to get that shirt, you can go to. Yeah, we're not Russell's t-shirt. Russell's t-shirt reflections. Well, I got. I got to. So okay. I had this dream the other night. It's like I was walking through like a huge shopping center or like a airport terminal or like a mall somewhere busy or something. 
And all of a sudden I'm walking and then it's like I hear Pissing Post's voice. Like it's a dream, right? I'm asleep, right. the dream state. I can hear his voice. Right. Gentleman. Gentleman. And it's like, it's weird. It's like he's like narrating and I'm like, listen, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I know that's the post. I'm like, where the fuck is he? Were you jerking off? No, I wasn't jerking off. <laughs> Dude, I'm better than that. In the dream, I was in public. All right. I was in public. It's always quality. I know, but I, I was in public. I would never jerk off in public, even in my dreams. But I'm walking along, and I can hear the voice. I'm like, what the, f- what the fuck is pissing post? And then at some point, there's like mention of McDonald's or something, and then it's like I turn the corner, and it's like he's standing there, and it's like he looks like a younger Tarantino. Oh, okay. It was strange. It's like I don't think we've ever seen a picture of pissing post. So it's like so I'm totally guessing, you know. So taking a stab in the dark, not so like jerking off till by the dawn, way. Tarantino, like younger than that, like ah. if you, like you imagine, kind of like what, kind of like a cross between like Tarantino and the kid that played John Connor and T two. Okay, if yeah. you take those two and yeah. fucking AI them together, wow. that's that's and it was odd. It was like, <laughs> well, I mean, that's what he looked like. like he was there? Yeah. Was he naked? No, he wasn't. He was, he was fully dressed. <laughs> he was fully dressed. So there, so to recap, there was no jerking off on my end, and pissing post was fully clothed. He had shorts uh, on though, but they were I'm long sweat. shorts. I'm <laughs> no, dude, I don't jerk off in my dreams in public. Why not? It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, I only do that in private. Place. You know what? I'm not sure I've ever had a dream that I jerked off. I guess because I live uh, the dream every day. Right. Ha ha! boom. There we go. You got any reflections, Russell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that don't uh, involve jerking off in your dreams in public? No. Okay. Uh, oh, God. <coughs> um, I'm going to lose my contacts. Uh, let's see. What have I been doing this week? Oh, I've been watching the <laughs> Gladiator films. <laughs> well, <laughs> and you're talking about, oh, did you jerk off in public? He oh. said that. I didn't. Yeah. You laughed at it though, so make sure I did laugh. It was funny. Um, I made myself laugh. <laughs> I went back. There was a show that I used to like in like like ten years ago, and it was on Stars, and it was called Spartacus: Blood and Sand. It so there's was, definitely yeah, was there's yeah. definitely yeah. jerking off in well, there. There's I'm lots sure. of fucking in it. Like there's a whole lot of gay, but some super hot girls and lots of bush, <laughs> like old school Greek, <laughs> but a whole lot of gay. But a, a lot, whole lot of gay. There's a lot of jerking yeah, off. A whole lot of gay. A lot of jerking off. But a lot of girls. Do you know? what's great about 2023 though that it's almost over no, yeah <laughs> that but but i can fast forward through shit i don't want to say like back when the show came on stars yeah, i couldn't fast yeah but like, now i'm like you, you gotta look away <laughs> now i got a little thing on my well i have a little thing Mark's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on my on my fire stick button though it's like yeah, 15 seconds ahead it's called you the know, g-spot bro it's actually in your prostate hello yeah uh, fire stick so i've been watching button. that yeah, I've been binging It's that on thing. your fire stick button. I call that the little spot where they did the vasectomy and they like kind of incised it and went in. Didn't the main guy die? Well, the the from the first season. Yeah. Yeah. The, he died after the first it, season, right? Yeah. 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 Well, he was fighting cancer and uh fighting cancer, what like in the arenas and the Coliseum and stuff. Yeah. He was he he was killing all the other uh guys, but cancer got him. But actually it kinda of sucked because he was good. He was, oh, I thought yeah, you were talking about actor. I thought yeah. you were talking about he was fighting like a dragon named Cancer or something. No, like no. after the first season, uh it came out that he had cancer. So they did a prequel season of like six episodes 
And then the second season came out a few years later and they had a different guy playing Spartacus. But, uh, but if you like watching shirtless men kill each other, it's uh, it's a good, and a pretty a good show. Yeah, and a lot of Bush. I think Lots I only, of Bush. I think I only watched the first season. Uh, two and three are pretty good. I, I'm almost. I, I think I'm up to the last episode. Which one has the most Bush? Probably. I kind of miss Bush, don't y'all? Not the band. Fuck the band. I always didn't like the band. But I'm talking about yeah. women with with Bush downstairs. I just you I know, miss it. I think there's a time and place. Yeah, there's, you know, I don't mind the. I don't mind the Brazilian. Bush. You know, uh, no, I mean, I don't, I don't want something that looks like, you know, a shrub that's grown out of control or something. But I mean, if I, I like a nice bush, it's kind of nice. It's it's attractive. Add some mystery to it's, the it's to attractive. the stake down there. I mean, I mean, I don't I don't need. Yeah, I don't need the girl to look like, you know, prepubescent. I mean, that's fucking gross. But um, I mean, not, but then again, but, that that old school Greek mythology bush is kind of big so it's yeah, that's like, true it's like that's where all the novels happy, come from a happy medium yeah i feel like i feel, I feel like it makes me think that pegasus is like this great big bushy horse with the wings and the flaps and so whatever. not really reflections but i've been watching that this week what else something else oh i watched that terrible fucking um uh it wasn't terrible it just wasn't great uh it means terrible also uh, it's pretty bad and then I found out it was produced by Michelle and uh, Barack Obama. Uh, so, so it's that, terrible. So, so you so. were right the first time. I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe we should Google that. It's called uh, Leave the World Behind. It's this uh, thing with uh, Ethan Hawke and uh, is it Julia Roberts. Wait, they directed oh, yeah. that? Yeah. We started watching that, but then uh, weird. something happened and we stopped. So Wait, the Obama folks produced that? I'm wondering if that's true. Yeah, it is true. Look at there. Oh, my God. They were involved. They, that means they could have funded it. They could have you funded could be it. a producer. They could have funded it with their millions of fucking dollars that they definitely did not earn in public office. That's how they could have funded it. Yeah. Easy, fella. I'm just saying. Yeah, Julia Roberts still looks pretty good. She's she's probably in the high 50s. She's now, she's aged well. Yeah. I wonder what determines that. Do you think it's literally like diet and consumption, or do you think it's just some people have good genes? Money. People? <laughs> yeah, but she she doesn't look like a fucking weird lizard person that's no, had a face, bunch of her face goofy moves. shit. Her face yeah. does move when she talks. It's so. like, don't don't edit your age out. Just leave it in. Okay, we got an email here from uh, Daryl's Whammy Bar. Another Exodus request. Yeah. Just caught the band on the recent tour, and I have been blasting their live album, Another Lesson of Violence, like I'm getting paid for it. This message brought to you, my dear, Wemmy Bar. <laughs> this album was recorded in 97 when the band reunited with Paul Baloff. All I have to say is that this is one of the greatest thrash albums of all time. <sighs> in my opinion, it's superior to Bonded by Blood due to the performances of the band, sound quality, and all-out mania of Paul. It consists of almost every song of Bonded by Blood. That was right before he died, I think. Yeah, a few songs from Pleasures of Flesh or an old-school song Kirk Hammett wrote when he was in the band. For fans of Ride Lightning, see if you recognize the fast part of Impaler. I believe it to be... Uh... If you did not rage to this album, you're posers. It almost sounds like it's their uh, Live and Dead kind of, yeah. yeah. in a way. In a way. Yeah. yeah. Ten years later. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. And if you... you Time's know. relative, man. Yeah. Uh, what it's else? just like jerking off in your sleep in public. It's all relative. <laughs> if you do not rage to this album, you're posers. That's true. That's, a, that's actually a fact. You're supposed to rage. Holy shit, Gary Holt with day job hair. Yeah. Wait, did they do that because Metallica cut their hair? No. Ah, uh, look at it. 97? I bet they did. 
I bet, they, I bet that was it. I wonder if they thought the power was in cutting your hair. Dude, superstardom will hit us if we cut our hair. Yeah, good. The name of the by Metallam. Yeah, what that dude said, man. He looks like a dude with short hair. Vanilla ice. Dude. Dude, that was a reach. Yeah. Around. Yeah. Carrie Holton a polo with insane haircut. <laughs> I don't think he wanted it that way. Wait, that's Backstreet Boys, isn't it? All right. Sorry. Wrong band. <laughs> I couldn't tell the difference. Couldn't. Right. I couldn't. Uh, what else? Okay. More Exodus coming your way. There. Yeah, Daryl. Yeah. First of the year, let's do some Exodus. How about yeah. that? Yeah, works for me, man. All right, we're due, Mr. Whammy. Bro. <coughs> yeah, get you some of that. Probably yes. some Testament. Had yeah. any Testament? We got some. We got so much stuff in the hopper for 2024. It's not even funny. I just realized how heavy I'm breathing. Jesus Christ! I need to lose weight. All right, dude. It's called yeah, being. Uh, it's called being fat and old ASMR. <laughs> All right, bitches, what's on the docket? Oh, it's like a Christmas present. Oh, I was trying to do the, the scream. The Roth scream. Yeah. Um, I asked the fellas if we could do this. It's like a Christmas present to me. Uh, <laughs> being the big van. Not self-centered at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm, I was looking at the... Uh, now, is this one of those... Because I'm looking at the, the track listing. Yeah. This does not look like the... Actual track listing, Billy. Could you scroll down a little there? That's it. I think. Is it? That's the uh, album. Well, no, screw it. Not from what I'm used to. You're holding the old album. I know, but I'm just saying. Okay, wait, go back. Aha. Okay. Yeah. So, so bands used to. Order. No, it's not. Bands used to do this back in the day, where they would put the tracking on the back of an album, and it wouldn't necessarily be in order lined up with that, because. Yeah. I always thought eruption started it. That's what I always thought. I was thinking yeah. about that on the way over here. It's the horn. Yeah, yeah. But in my in my head, like that's that that's what I would have thought. But what's weird is here's the tracking on the album, which is circa nineteen seventy seven. You really got me. Jamie's crying. I'm fire, running with the devil. I'm the one. Ain't talking about love. Little dreamer, feel your love tonight, atomic punk, eruption, and ice cream man. Which is weird because it's just odd that the tracking would be that, that different. Yeah. And once you see that, you can't unsee it. But the, it's fucked up what he said about eruption, because I always thought it started with eruption, but I know it's running with the devil. But it seems like it starts with eruption. I know the first single was uh, You Really Got Me, and that's the first one they list on there. So that may have something to do with it. But um, yeah, so the Mighty Van But it's Halen. right on the actual album. Yeah. If you look at the album, it's actually correct. Okay, it's so the tracking on the on album the is... That's yeah. so weird. I wonder why bands yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually wanna, correct hey, on the album. Russ, you want to put it back in, or you want Bill to put it back oh, in? Oh, I'll put it in. Oh, yeah. Got it? <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You got to put it in the sleeve first, dude. It's called an album. Oh, I didn't know I had a sleeve. I didn't see the sleeve. Um, <laughs> of course you didn't. So... You just say that to all the The Mighty Van Halen's <laughs> first... Uh, First releasal debut debut album. Uh, I've been not reading, but audio booking. It's like uh, the Black Sabbath of Shred, basically. Yeah. So cool. Some background to. I, I'm currently in the middle of one uh, audio book called Van Halen Rising, and it's, well, it was released in '78. I thought it was '77. Yeah. It was recorded in recorded in '77. Yeah, and it goes through 
basically the childhood. It's it's Van Halen up until the first album. Okay. So a lot of stuff that's really cool. Uh, hearing about these parties they played at. You know, we think about when we played at a party. It was pretty cool. Yeah. A lot of people. They're playing at parties with fifteen hundred people in somebody's oh, wow. backyard. Yeah. yeah. And they couldn't get booked. Um, the bars in like Hollywood and uh, you know all the the whiskey and all those places, Starwood, they weren't booking hard rock acts because. Uh, everybody saw hard rock and heavy metal on the way down, like Deep Purple. Disco's the future, man. Come on. Right, exactly. So all the glam rock bands either became punk or new wave, um, you know, David Bowie, uh, yeah. stuff like that. And then Deep Purple, their records weren't selling. Sabbath was on their way out in like 76. They were kind of nosediving a bit as far as record sales go, and that's what the record – business cares about well they zeppelin. care about money yeah, I don't zeppelin think they was on their shit. way out they don't give a shit about artistic integrity and development they right. give a shit about money so they were having a hard time getting booked number one uh because daily roth is great as he was a good front man even back then but his voice was terrible like they in this book that i'm listening to they said that his voice between 1977 okay. and 78 that's when he became a singer. It's probably like, the cocaine, the powers, and the cocaine. Yeah. ASMR. Well, he hired a vocal teacher, but he was uh, who had cocaine. Yeah, it's it, a lot of cool stuff I didn't know about. I mean, the Van Halen kids were in bands when they were in elementary school. I mean, well, they, I mean, their yeah. dad was a musician too, right. so I mean, and they would fill family. in. Uh, like they said, it, it was normal for their dad to pull up while they're at the school throwing the football out front or whatever with their friends. Because one of his band members would sick, he'd either grab Alex or Eddie and take them to the gig, and they'd fill. That'd be kind of cool because they could play anything. Both yeah. of them, both wow. of them could play violin, uh, bass, guitar, drums, piano. Yeah, but could they do all that shit and throw the football at the same time? Oh, that's talent. That. That's pretty talented. I mean, uh, they but, could still do it anyway. But. but yeah, it made me want to do a uh, album dive on this, and I think it's deserving because when this album came out hard rock was on the way out you know and at the time because well i guess you had what like new new wave was probably kind of coming up post if, if you think like late 70s and think yeah. of the radio disco like think about wave. the cars and late queen stuff and sticks and yeah and i mean this is the same year uh power age came out yeah. it, it, it barely charted um never say die yeah barely charted uh judas priest album didn't you know go above i think 150 on the billboard um scorpions barely charted it seems odd because it's like that was during the peak of like radio yeah but like radio just dominating everything but it was either disco or it was foreigner well that's probably the peak of program or it was like, hey it was, man uh, we'll give you two thousand dollars and a whole bag of cocaine if you play our shit instead of that stuff right well you, you gotta figure the 70s rock anthem yeah. type bands those were on their way out like right. everything was changing you know? yeah it was either yacht rock in 77 78 it was either yacht rock disco or like soft rock foreigner uh soft journey rock. um i want to know what love is yeah i mean you had the police come out with their first album that year that's kind of new wave-ish punk new wave ska yeah well, I mean, there—I mean, their stuff is riddled with upstrokes, which, ironically, reggae is the exact opposite of thrash because everything in reggae upstrokes. But Van Halen. Now, no before strokes. they got signed, when they were doing all these parties and gigs, uh, really before Dave joined the band, they're playing Black Sabbath 
Humble Pie covers. All, yeah, such. the covers, but they were like darker yeah. type, you know, heavier covers. They were like into the, and it was when David joined the band, which he tried out twice, which I, I never knew this. He tried out twice and he was terrible. And they're like, fuck, no, this guy's not going to be in our band. Third and, time's a charm, I guess. Well, what he, he worked his way into the band because the band he was in broke up. Now they hated each other. His band was called Red Ball Jet. And what's that? Yeah. Red Ball Jet. It was sounds shoes. like a loosely veiled. Okay, I was gonna say it sounds like a loosely veiled cock reference, but they okay. were tennis shoes back then. But anyway, okay, uh, you say so. So they would talk shit about Van Halen, and Van Halen would talk shit about them. Like they didn't like each other. Well, then his band broke up, and Van Halen, in a pinch, they had to. They called David and asked if they could rent his PA. So he started renting them his PA like every weekend for gigs, and. um then he said, I tell you what, I'll loan you the PA if you can get me in the party for free. You know, give me some beers and stuff. So they, he started riding with them to the gigs. And then after a while, he's like, well, I'm not going to let you borrow it anymore unless you let me sing a couple songs. Mm. And then uh, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, he manipulated he his way in there. It's exactly what happened. And Just probably what he did to every lady in the 70s. Now, he went, the Van Halen boys went to Pasadena High School, mostly Caucasian. Pasadena. David grew up in an say area. say white, dude. You don't have to use the big fancy scientific terms. David grew up in an area where he was going to school with a lot of African-American and uh, Latino kids. And uh, anyway, that's where he got his music influences. Uh, James Brown, he was big into like Al Jorgensen. That, that kind of explains the screen. Al Jolson, not Jorgensen. Al Jolson. I was say, yeah. that guy was pre-ministry by yeah. a few years. <laughs> He's got a weird, there's a name for the... You know, the patented DLR scream where it yeah. sounds like there's multiple, it's like he's got multiple vocal cords and it's like it resonates at like two different frequencies. It's like one of those train whistle things. Yeah. You, so yeah. it sounds like it's two different people like screaming together, like two different voices, but it's the one. Mm. Yeah. There's a scientific name for it. I'm not that smart, so I don't know what it is, but uh, I was going to see if you, you know what it's it. not, though. It's definitely not masturbation in public. That's not what it is. <laughs> okay. William, can you find. Just, uh, dude, his tentacles can find anything. Ten years after I'm going home, it's a song. What does it have to do with Van Halen? Well, everybody always hears Eddie talk about like his influences or Eric Clapton. Yeah. But when you listen to this, he was really into Alvin Lee from Ten Years After, Mm. and you can when you hear this, you'll hear Van Halen one a little bit. I think. Okay. But when you hear the guitar in it, you can tell this with like the speed of it. Yeah, you can kind of hear that influence a little bit. Alvin Lee, he was a badass too. Yeah, I can hear it. I can hear the vibe. It's more boogie woogie, but still. Boogie, boogie. When I hear this, I can hear a Van Halen influence, not Eric Clapton. Yeah. It sounds like they could have covered that and put it on Van Halen. And one more, this band. I've never knew this band existed. Cactus. It's Cactus. Uh, yeah. It's that's Carmine's what I call, that's what I call a piece, a peach, Apache, or however you yeah, want to say it. Yeah, Apache, I think. And it's called Parchment Farm. Yeah. Play that. Parchment, that's where they grew all the weed, man. Oh, this is recent. But when this came out in 1970, it was fast as shit. 
Yeah, that's good. Let's get the feel. Cactus was a super group back in 1970. It had members of like Humble Pie, I think a few different groups. Mm-hmm. See if you can find that 70s version of this. Or maybe here. Yeah, you can hear the the shoe play. I got that. Yeah. This is what Eddie and Alex were into in the the early 70s. Well, you tend to become your influences, kind of. Right. Whatever you're into, that's usually what your sound ends up like. Yeah. You can definitely tell. Now, is that covered in the book, or did you just research No, that was in the book. Okay. And then I went back and listened to the stuff, because I was like... Because, you know, I've always read the interviews where he talks about Jimmy Page, and he talks about Eric Clapton, but I'm like, he doesn't sound anything like... This is more like deep-cut research. Yeah. And then then I listened to those guys, and I was like, I hear Van Halen now, or I can hear where the sound came from, you know, more so than Sunshine of Your Love or whatever. It's interesting to note that... Gene Simmons from Kiss had a hand in the, the oh, Van yeah. Halen. Yeah, that was that was in '76. I mean, Bill knew that for way back. I mean, of he knew course, that, not yeah, even totally knew that. And it came and back in the Tennessee album came out. You totally knew it. <laughs> <laughs> you totally knew it. Seriously, he took Gene Simmons took Van Halen to New York to his manager and record company and tried to get him put on Casablanca. And uh, the reason well. why they didn't do it. At the time, they said, well, these guys are not commercial. They'll never sell, blah, blah, blah. Um, you guys are idiots. But the reason why they, the real reason why they didn't do it is because Kiss had a new album coming out. They had a tour that was playing. They didn't want Gene Simmons focused on anything yeah. other than Kiss. And he wanted to manage Which him. is basically what he did all through the 80s. It was like, I'm going to go be an actor. Yeah. With Tom Selleck. That was a good movie. Runaway. It's yeah. a pretty good movie. I liked it. It's kind of weird because he kind of totally fits the the bad guy personality. Yeah, I mean, Bill could tell you all about it. It's his favorite movie. Yeah. So anyway, do we want to get into <laughs> we should. track numero uno? Which, we should. Well, you can't go by that. So. No. And then the beginning of the song. It's so weird though. The like the fact that Bill thought the same thing I did. The eruption was the First, opener. You know why? Because on the radio, that's what they played. They Before played you really got me, and then ah, they played you're right. the devil. Or well, no, they really did Eruption, yeah. and you really got me, I think. Yeah, I thought it was you. Yeah. But you're right, though. They did play that and then that. Oh, maybe, yeah. Both. Both. They played both. But they kept you, well. I'll but the, the opening running with the devil, for whatever reason, I get like, I kind of get skating rink vibes a little bit, but I get more like radio vibes, like creepy radio vibes in the late 70s, early 80s, because that was a weird way they to played, open. They played the fuck out of this song. Yeah. Running with the devil. Oh, yeah. man. All the yeah. time. Yeah. Man. It just sounds creepy. It's like a UFO. <laughs> God, that bass sounds pretty rad, though. The guitar sounds pretty rad. Yeah. 
finger. Yeah, it's hard. I got one. I'm all right. Simplest Eddie Van Halen guitar solo ever. Yeah. But I like it. It fits, but it's very tasteful. Not flashy at all. Take them off, baby. The, uh... Simpleman said he recorded all those live. He just panned the solo. Like when they're recording that song, Eddie played the rhythm, yeah. went into the solo. But uh, Templeman panned well, the solo to, to, yeah, to make it louder. Yeah, that's, no. that's probably literally the simplest solo in, in Van Halen history because there's not a lot of parts to it. Oh, you found the sampler with all the... <laughs> can hear the reverb. He did a beautiful job producing it too, because it's just so. Got some space. Oh, you found the isolated. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, there used to be this thing online you could go to. It was like a sampler, kind of like your little button board there. Yeah, and it had all his different button board screams from that album, like all the. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you can just hit them over yeah. and over. I bet you I could find it here. Yeah. You know what's funny? The lyrics always used to throw me for years until I got older and understood English. <laughs> it's like, no love you call Rio? I'm like, who the fuck's Rio? And then when Duran Duran came out, I was like, oh, fuck, I wonder if that's what Dave was singing about. Yeah. But then I'm like, no, dumbass, no love you'd call Rio. Right. No, it took me forever, too. I think once I did cocaine, I understood him better. <laughs> you found it. Oh, I thought he did that like it was a whistle. Oh, it was one of those little. I tell you all about it. I feel like that's that's the soundtrack of his sex noises right there. It's like whenever he's fucking, he's like. I could go on and on. It's heaven and hell. All right, uh, track two is that track two is legendary, which okay. needs no introduction.
so juicy, the sound. None of those effects are post-production either. Templeman said that he ran all his effects live. Really? He recorded it. Sounds like magic. I think Randy Rhodes heard this and was like, fuck. Probably. Everybody did. Uh, his his in-town rivals were fucking George Lynch, Randy Rhodes. You know, they were yeah. all kind of from the same area. All right, so they talk about the tap on this yeah. book as well. Of course, you know, people, a lot of people said he invented it. He didn't invent it. Um, I think there was a, it's really, there was a fella. Or Angus. Uh, ZZ Top did it before either one of them. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, but not to the point, not like he did it. Like They might have done like hammer-ons, but they, well, they were doing hammer-ons. Like, well, they would hit one every once in a while just yeah. to like accent the, the end of a thing to, Basically, yeah. to look fancy, you know, like to look fancy. Like in, while they're playing live, they would be doing a hammer on, and then they'd hit like one note on. Cause it. it looks fancy. But yeah. Eddie saw this guy do it, and I forget the name of the band. They were a prog rock band. And I want to say his last name is Mendel, kind of like Howie Mendel, some Bill Mendel, somebody. Anyway, saw this band at the Starwood, and he saw you okay over there. Yeah, and he saw this guitar player the flu. Uh, or something. And then Eddie had a good friend with the last name Kilgore. I can't remember which, Troy Kilgore or something like that. That they used to trade licks all the time, playing you know guitar duels and that type of thing. So and wait, wasn't that a Sticks album? And Kilgore? both of them. Oh, Kilroy. That's Kilroy, buddy. Sorry. Uh, both of them were doing the tapping thing, but they said that Eddie was doing Eruption from like 1975 on, but he didn't have any tapping in it until 1977 or 76. Yeah. Like he saw this guy do it at the Starwood. So that was added later, I guess. Yeah, the tapping part came in. And George Lynch, I think George Sorry. Lynch has always this been This is great radio. Yeah. It's always <laughs> All been the a coughing. Bit, has always been a bit sour about Eddie for some reason. Cause I've never heard George Lynch really give a good positive <laughs> interview about Eddie Van Halen, but he was uh Well, I mean, if you think about it, I guess E V H basically became that dude. That was doing everything all the other guitar players probably wanted to do, and then he did it basically and made it his thing. Yeah. And suddenly it's like, can't compete with that, man. Sorry. Harvey Mandel. Harvey. It sounds a little too close to Howie. Canned Heat. Okay. Yeah, that's he was watching a Canned Heat show. Oh, at the... <laughs> Sorry. That was just for you. Just yeah, I appreciate it. Okay. You, you can got, make a button out of that if you want. Yeah, extra. <laughs> extra work for me. Appreciate it. A little lung butter. Yeah, thanks. Um, so anyway... Yeah, there's there's a lot of people that talk about the uh, the origin of the two hand tapping, where yes, it, basically the book I'm listening to says that he got the idea. Really, he he had heard uh, ZZ Top did it in uh, Beer Drink, uh, 
Beer drinkers and hellraisers. Oh, holy awesome. Fucking damn, damn, fucking, fucking. Oh, I thought it was muted. Oh, no, that was not muted. That's fucking great radio. I'm sorry that happened. (laughs) Sorry. Damn. Yeah. So it became unclamped. Anywho, the clamped. So, technical difficulties, please stand by. But Lynch says. It fell out of the hole. No, Lynch didn't say that. I'm just asking Bill yeah, if it this fell out of the be, hole. This is going to be edited. So I'll oh, so. leave it in, dude. Leave it in. Make it raw. All there right. We go. And we're back. And we're back. Look, you don't got to edit that. That's like 10 whole seconds. You don't got to edit that out. Yeah. Keep it real, man. Keep I it organic. Do the podcast, but on the video, I'll leave it in. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, that's true. A little bonus feature. Yeah. Wink. But in this audiobook, it mentions that uh, George Lynch thinks that Eddie was more interesting before he started doing the two-hand typing. I like that makes absolutely no fucking yeah. sense at all. <laughs> there a whole wave of guitar players in the eighties based their that sounds kind of like the, that sounds that. basically kind of like the, I feel bad because he beat me to the punch. Right. And Ted Templeman said that he signed Van Halen because of Eddie Van Halen. He said. Eddie Van Halen made up for all the other shortcomings in the band. Yeah, he didn't think Michael Anthony really matched the rest of the guys. He didn't like David Lee Ross' voice. He didn't think they had any real commercial songs, but he was like, that guy is going to make up the difference. You yeah, know? that yeah. guy's going to make me rich, man. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, that's a lot of cool stuff. All right. So, yeah, this was. This was included on the album because it was the only commercial song really on this album. If you think about it, uh, you really got me the cover tune. Which is a Kinks cover, by the way. Yeah. Which they definitely made their own. Oh, yeah. Bass is up front enough, but not being too up front. Yeah. We played this too much on radio rock all the fucking time. Yeah, I know it's hard, dude. Yeah, they play. They played the shit out of that on the radio. It yeah. it almost got to the point where I was like, "Can y'all just play Eruption or just skip?" Oh, and you know who got Templeman to come see him at the Starwood was uh, the girls from uh, uh, Runaways, Lita Ford and uh, Fox. It's that vagina magic, man. They well, make it happen, dude. That magic <laughs> sorcery stake them down there. Fucking make shit happen. Sorcery stake them, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Dude, that should be sorcery stake at whatever the fucking fuck.com. That's it. <laughs> fuck, that's going to be the name of our band, man. Fuck Doomsickle. Sorcery stake That's even better. <laughs> no, we'd have to be like an all like transgender band to do that, I think. Like a fictitious transgender band. Okay, they play. They did play some. There's some songs on here that got so much radio play. Now, here's a question, Russell. I think a lot of these got radio play later yeah. in the years. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's a question for you. So, I don't remember hearing nice. Ice Cream Man way back in the day, but then I remember there was a time when 96 Rock, suddenly it was like almost out of nowhere, like Ice Cream Man was always on the radio. I think it was the late 80s. 
Yeah. Maybe that was it. Or early 90s. It was a, uh, this was a David Lee Ross song when he was playing solo gigs, doing acoustic yeah. guitar and little uh, coffee shops. Tell you shit. all about it. Yeah, that was one of his one of his contributions there. But next up, ain't talking about love. This was Eddie making fun of punk rock. Really? When he wrote this song? Uh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Because it's like three chords in it. <laughs> just the sound. I mean, the single strings just sound so thick. Tremendous. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, this one originally, the Is next. Some cough medicine there? No. I got some upstairs. Does it got Cody in it? <laughs> if so, then yes. Oh, no. If not, then no. I don't think so. Don't okay, know. then no. I don't take it. I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't call I think this is, uh, I think this is Hank. I think this is like leftover from. I got like a cold like a couple weeks ago. Remember the last oh, yeah. time we got together? Your voice recorded? kept cutting in and out. Yeah, it was a little kind of. Yeah, yeah. You, do that. you had this high pitched thing. It would break. Yeah. You, you were cracking. Like yeah, a so my balls year old. were dropping. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of been lingering a little bit. Uh, okay. And also, I think now the air in my house is chunky. I'm due for the second vacuuming of the year. So oh, yeah. it's it's time. It's probably that. It's time. So, yeah. Anyway, don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah, I'm not worried. It's not, it's not AIDS or cancer or god forbid COVID. it's definitely yeah, not that but sweet so the side one closer was originally called show the love yeah 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 and uh, just kind of like jerking off in public if you think about it yeah and a lot of these songs were they were playing in 75 you know and they even had songs from women and children first they were playing back early yeah oh, early, wow. early i always really liked this one i thought it was just more fun and probably of 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 side one, it's definitely the most upbeat and see this. Fast. Is, this is one I can hear that band Cactus. Yeah, yeah I can, or can the definitely Alvin tell the shuffle. Yeah, this has got some serious fucking guitar working. Oh yeah, awesome. Ah ha. Imagine being in a backyard party in fucking Pasadena, California. Dude, pass me the bomb. Drinking keg beer and fucking listening to this shit. This album. It's the Dimebag Daryl in the 70s. Yeah, they toured with uh, Journey and Montrose on the first leg and made $750 a gig. 
Wow. That's split between the roadies, the manager. The well, it was also in the 70s when a dollar was worth, you know, like today that's like $200,000 a gig probably. <laughs> Adjusted for inflation. Sure. Uh, they weren't making sure. Well, when they got off it, okay, the second leg of the tour, they were with Sabbath. Leg. And they became good friends with Black Sabbath, but Ozzy said a million times they were they were so fucked up. They were done. They all couldn't stand each other really. Ozzy and Tony and uh, and uh, they liked Van Halen and they would hang out with them. But they were like every night Van Halen would kick our ass. You know they were the opening band. They would come out there and we didn't even want to play after them because they'd get the crowd going fucking nuts. I think the difference between those two bands though, or that. Those two, that music style. This yeah. is all upbeat and fast. And, and they're young. And young. And, 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 and Sabbath and, were getting older. But that was also back in the 70s and when yeah. and concerts were awesome. And it was like they would pair all these bands up. That's true. Like yeah. Yeah. Rush and Kiss. That yeah. seems like a weird match. But at the same time, it's like it was the 70s. Yeah. But it's just crazy. They made When they ended this tour, they owed Warner Brothers records like a million and a half. Van Halen owed that back to the record company after the tour. Yeah, so like nine hundred grand for the hotels and the partying and all cocaine. That. Yeah, so nine hundred grand was probably the cocaine. The rest of it was well and hookers. See, I never knew they were a big coke band until I listened to these audiobooks. It's like holy shit! All you gotta do is listen to David Lee Roth's stage banner, and it's like that dude does cocaine. Yeah, they had their own word for it. They called it Krell. They were like, make sure we have this much Krell. <laughs> they were talking about cocaine. Yeah, no. I was say, that sounds like a shampoo or something. I know. That's what I thought. Or tooth polish. Okay, the next one, I kind of felt like they played the bejeebus out of that on the radio, too. Yeah, this was... They, I mean... Yeah, it, they... They played the shit ton of a lot, almost almost every song. Yeah, at least at least but, five or six on here. But not when the album came out, I don't think. I think no, they played You sure. Really Got Me and Running With the Devil, and yeah. that was pretty much it. Well, that was after all the record company whores were like, oh, we were wrong, sorry. This is now I can't hear this. And... Total Oak. Yeah. Wild thing. One of the few songs with overdubs on this album. Really? There's only a couple with rhythm guitar, and this is what I'm Time to do the wild thing. kind of cracks me up because Jamie's crying that could be kind of am- ambiguous is Jamie a dude or a chick or so was a chick that lost her virginity was it a 1970s was it a 1970s trans person before trans is trans oh, there's girls named Jamie Matt I know but, but dude there's dudes named Jamie too there's dudes named Ashley as well I'm friends yeah, with a couple yeah <laughs> I mean, See, it's a chick's name. <laughs> Stacy. That dude's got a vagina. Stacy. Taylor. Taylor. All dudes yeah. with vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> they probably jerk off in public, too. I don't know if they do it because they have vaginas. This but. is probably one of my favorite on the album. Oh, yeah. This might be one of my favorite of the Roth era all time. Just because it's so... It's On this album, it's the most metal song. Easy. And it's Dave talking about himself. Like, his over... Yeah, his... It, 
at least according to the audiobook I'm listening to, it's like his overinflated ego comes yeah. out in this song. Yeah. Is nobody, uh, yeah, let's listen to it. It's, it's just metal as shit. I always thought this would be a cool one to like thrash up. Jay Morrell used to play this all the time yeah. before practice, and it was so cool. He was awesome. It is awesome. That's right. Did you ever see the uh, uh, Eddie's effects rack? It was Wait. a bomb. It was a it was a bomb. A, a bomb? No, not a bomb. A bomb. It was an old World War II bomb that he had all his effects that would be on the side of the stage, and it. it, it so was, so it was like a rack mount before the rack mounts for rack yeah. mounts, basically. Yeah. That's kind of cool. And it's uh, he used it in the studio. Well, I knew he used phaser flange, and I knew he was more on delay than the reverb. But uh, like he wasn't a big reverb fan, but he always used delay. Yeah, and which I thought was interesting. Apparently, he like everything he owned, he would hotwire. Like, like he was it, constantly modding his yeah, shit. Yeah, like he had a record player that it, some of the friends that interviewed in this book that said like they go in his room and his record player had like exposed motors and yeah. shit. Like, well, he was, was kind of his own engineer in a way. Yeah. Which any good innovative innovator, innovative innovator, any good innovative innovate in where's the bomb? There it is. Innovator comes up with shit like that. Yeah, it's in the st- it's in the pictures on the from the first album. News loads, wow, wow. <laughs> he had all his fucking That's crazy in a bomb. <laughs> a buh? No, not a buh. A, a bomb. bomb. Yeah, there there it is before he painted it black. Which by oh, the way, yeah. you uh you can't say that word on airplanes. Bomb 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 bomb. Or at the TSA checkout at the airport. It's not a checkout, is it? Probably can't even say it on this podcast. Sure. Bomb I just said it like twenty five fucking times. I mean, this thing went platinum in just a few months. Yeah, while they were on tour. I mean Way to go, record people. Yeah underestimating the power and fucking of fucking rolling Van stone Halen. was like no oh, they're gonna be shit yeah and nobody thought they were <laughs> don't they just seem like elitist music pricks i, I mean can't. oh i can't yeah. stand that fucking magazine i can't think of one thing that rolling stone any magazine, magazine that's done. had fucking uh bruce springsteen on the cover as many times as they have i'm just like whatever now, let me know? ask like, who, <laughs> who is he the boss of really yeah who's he the boss dennis of? leary said it best if he's the boss i fucking quit yeah <laughs> He's just one of those guys. Like, if you're from New York or New Jersey, you like Bruce Springsteen. Kind of like fucking Do you? Billy Joel. I couldn't give a shit about Billy Joel. Yeah, I like Billy Joel. He's talented. He's talented as fuck. I just don't like his music. Really? Yeah. Not even pressure? And I like pressure. No. Okay, I like pressure. Okay. Uh, I pressure's pretty I, cool. 
in general, there may be three Billy Joel songs that I like. Okay. And Pressure is definitely one. But see, like when I think about Bruce Springsteen, I'm like, nah, there's like none that I like. No. Not one I could think of. Not even. Every time no, that's th- not Bruce. You know, one thing about Dancing in the Dark was. Is uh, that Bruce Springsteen? Is. I always get him. And, and don't, like, don't be, continue that because <laughs> then it'll get wormed. Yeah. <laughs> I just think about Courtney Cox that. getting on stage and. Oh, yeah. Doing the Carlson. <laughs> yeah. Then he got the pedophile song. Yeah, little girl's your daddy home. <laughs> the fucking That's my pe- favorite song. The dude. pedo song. I go through neighborhoods blasting that and selling ice cream. Yeah, speaking of that. Yeah. This is a good one. A little party rock song. It's funny how you tied that in the <laughs> pedophile song. I'm like, is it? I hope not. I'm going to go back and read the lyrics. I hope I'm wrong. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, honey, if I took it just a little too far, yeah. Woo. Not too, too far. Is that a rape apology song? Yeah, <laughs> so I, I told the fellas <laughs> up behind the bar. So let me tell you, honey, just a little too Just a fucking tip. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's unwarranted, then that's still... We should do a cover of this song and just go on that. Can't wait to feel your veg. I can't wait to feel your veg tonight. That's awesome. I mean, that's basic. I mean, let's be real. Every every song where there's love, you could just it, it substitute just pussy, Yeah, just vag. Yeah. You know, like. You know, ain't talking about vag. <laughs> Feel your vag tonight. Um, Why can't this be vag? <laughs> vag walks in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why can't this be vag? <laughs> oh, damn. Ooh, shit. Lord of mercy. <sighs> Uh, and Michael Anthony was the. Uh, <laughs> what? No, when it's veg. <laughs> I gotta know what veg is. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. Sophomoric. Oh, shit. Oh, Exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait, wait. He's got another. Let's <laughs> try. Badge gun. Uh, it doesn't work. See, when you do kiss, it's like it's not as good. That's true. <sighs> Little dreamer. <laughs> All right. Uh, this had some nice guitar. In it. A little bluesy. Yeah, I kind of like this one. Little Vadger. What's Dreamer? So. It's got stripper, like strip club vibe yeah. all over it. Kind of sleazy. Yeah. Bluesy. What's funny is when I first got this album, I didn't like this song. Really? Yeah. But I love it now. He's called a grower, you might say. Yeah. 
Super mix. <laughs> goddamn mouse. Here we go. How deep is your vag? <laughs> the power of vag. It's the power of vag. I've got a vision of vag. <laughs> Let me put my vag into you. <laughs> Endless vag. Crazy little thing called vag. <laughs> tainted vag. Oh, tainted vag. That's a good one. Be my vadger. See, it doesn't work like that. It's got to be a whole lot of vag. Yeah. <laughs> Not Rosie, but vag. How about uh, Huey Lewis in the news? That's the power of vag. Have we yeah. already said that one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Power of vag is great. Yeah. <laughs> I love oh, you. I love oh, you. I oh, love that up. I can't help falling in vag with you. That's right. Oh. All right. Let me tell you all about it. And here's Dave's little solo song, but it's a lot better with Eddie in it. When it all comes in, it's perfect. Yeah. Is he implying that he ejaculates ice cream out of his dick? Or like his dick is the cone? No. Okay. His ice cream. Do you like a ice cream cone? All the flavors. All flavors and push-ups too. That's right. See now all my flavors are guaranteed to satisfy. Hold on one more. All right. Well, I'm usually passing by just about 11 o'clock. <laughs> I never stop. It's kind of early for ice cream. It is. Just around 11 o'clock. And if you let me cool you one Here we time, you'll be my regular style. All right, boys. is very distinctive. Yeah. I'm your ice cream mate. 
beside me when I'm passing by. That hit is pretty good. I was going to say, the all of flavors, it's like, how many different flavors do you have? And also, sir, ice cream is supposed to be cold. I get the feeling his ice cream's a little warmer than most people expect. Okay. You ain't going to make it gross. I'm just, uh, it's right in the song title, dude. I mean, all of my flavors are guaranteed to say. I mean, what's that thing with the banana and the Dixie cup? What's what's that lyric? I got one-eyed banana. Huh? Is that what he said? Sounds like it. In that case, he's talking about his dick. So it's dick cream. See? Ain't talking about vag. And the closer, the killer closer. That's a good closer, too. I thought it was one-eyed banana. Bam. Bam, bam, banana pops. Dixie cups. All flavors and push-ups, too. Bam, bam, banana. I thought it was something totally different. Way off. You were way off. I thought it was one-eyed banana. (laughs) I got a one-eyed banana. I mean, that makes way more sense. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> misheard lyrics hey we gotta do that we show. gotta do it yeah we gotta that's gonna go on the list for sure I always really like this one too this is what they were closing shows with too kinda doesn't sound like the rest of the album either but it works this is probably the least heard yeah yeah song in there be my guess. It's kind of like Atomic Punk. It's got sort of a heavier feel to it. Yeah. It's similar to Atomic Punk. The riff's close. Mm-hmm. Similar shape, I think. Thank you for that. Yeah. Balls. Listen to fucking Michael hey, Anthony yeah. back there. Holy shit. He's way up there. I love that riff. He's the best singer in the band. Always was. They have a very unmistakable melody together, though. Yeah. When Michael Anthony was hired, he was the lead singer of the band he was in. And he opened for Van Halen one night, and they knew... Their guy, Mark Stone, was uh, more interested in college than band stuff. Right. Loser. Well, they've been doing it a long time. That's why they were so... When they went in to record this, uh, Templeman said they were like, one take done, one take done, because they've been playing these songs for fucking years. They played every night, Monday through Sunday. They played at a different bar every night for three or four years straight. Wow. So by the time they were going in the studio, they were just like one take and done. You know, they were like professionals, you know, professionals. You take all that advance money from the record label. Like, all right, let's go get some Coke hookers. Yeah. <laughs> well, they had to wait on Templeman was recording a, um, after they got signed, they had to wait months for Templeman to get finished with this Doobie Brothers album. He did like all the 70s stuff for them, didn't he? Because I think all the 70s Van Halen records have like a similar feel. I think he did everything up to... 1984, man. That's what I was thinking. He might have even done that one, but I knew I was pretty sure he did all the okay up to fair warning for sure. Yeah. Women Children, Fair Warning. Diver Down. Diver Down, yeah. I think he did 1984. Okay, so I guess after 84. He did Crazy from the Heat, David Lee Roth. 
He didn't do uh, 5150, though. No, that might be why. Because he Cause that one sounds very different than the rest of them. The bullet boys. Yeah. He <laughs> Smooth opinion. I was telling Bill before you walked in that uh, Templeman, kind of early Sammy Hagar tangentiality. Tangentiality. Yeah. Um, Montrose was recording at the same time um, Van Halen was recording their demo. Interesting. And Templeman had thought about trying to talk Eddie into firing daily Roth and hiring Sammy Hagar that to, record, been weird. to record the album. Yeah. Can you, that would have, no, Van Halen would not have sent it. When the, they the did the same. demo in 76, uh, apparently David was awful, but they said he hired a vocal teacher and between that time. And when they recorded the album, his vocals got a lot better. So basically his vocal performance was a grower. Yes. 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 But he's the yes. one that got the Van Halen boys to put on the fancy clothes. And, fancy. Uh, and he talked them into doing dance songs because they would do like a whole fucking um, cream album side at a party. They were doing like heavy. Super deep cuts. Yeah. And he was like, no. He said, that he, man, pussy don't like this. That's what Dave told him. He said, if you get the girls to the show, everybody will come to the show. If you get and the girls like, to the show, I'll fuck them all. And he was like, if you get the you got to play dance songs. They can be hard rock. But they got to be able to dance to them. Got to be able to shake their stake them to it. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to show right. up to the show. So, anyway, thank would, you for you, indulging me. Would you change the tracking? Like, would you change the tracking to what's on the album on the back of the record? No, because think of how weird that would sound. I think Atomic Punk would have been a good closer. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's so similar to On Fire. To like, me like you really got me would have been a decent opener. Jamie's Crime would have been a weird track two. On Fire would have been a decent track three. Running with the Devil would have been a strange track four. I'm the one would have been. You know why I love Running with the Devil is track one, though, is I remember being a kid and dropping the needle on the record and that horn comes in. Yeah, it's yeah. just eerie. Yeah, it just kind of sets the the tone for the whole album. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't. It'd be weird to have eruption right before ice cream, man. That would be, I wonder what the lore is behind this. You got to find out Russell, if it's in that book, what? if it explains that tracking on the back of the record. Oh yeah. I don't think it does. It just seems odd that they would completely, unless that was like the order they recorded them right. or that might have been, been that. Yeah. That might've been it. Like maybe either the order or maybe the order they wrote them. Well, the night they got signed, at the Starwood, Ted Templeman told him, he said, uh, we're going to record um, the cover song. You really got me. Don't you love that his initials are TT? Kind of. <laughs> Titty Templeman. It should have been his nickname, dude. Titty Templeman. Titty. Ted, Titty, Ted, Titty Man Templeman. Ted TT Templeman. Yeah. Fuck. See, when I get a time machine, I'm going to go back and tell him, like, bro, you got to change your. He could be like the GGG Garth dude, but he could be Ted TT Templeman. Can be, it'll be tremendous. It'll be huge. Oh, well, should we go uh, empty your balls and probably mosey onward? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for joining us. Sorry for the uh, excessive hacking. I'm sure it's not COVID. It's probably it's fine. better than a whacking. Yeah, a hacking's better than a whacking. I tell you. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for joining us, and um, we ain't talking about veg. And until the next. Until the next. Until the next. Let me put my veg into you, babe.
Let me put my vag on the line. <laughs> All right, cut it, DJ. Hello, everyone. This is freaking Dr. Eviler coming at you live from the Metal Nerdery 33rd Floor Inverted Underground Bunker Poon Studio gift shop. If you're unable to get down to the depths of the bowels of the Bunker Poon Studios, you may go check out metalnerdery.com slash merch and make a perch of some merch. Dr. Evil out. Um, I'm going to give it at least a couple sips, but watch this fucking thing. You definitely get the mucus with that milk in there. We'll pull it up one day. Yeah, I'll whip it out and show it to you. I'm sweating. I got a little thing. I'm- Which one has the most push? I kind of miss push, don't y'all? Russ, you want to put it back in or you want to build Oh, I'll put it in. Yeah, it's hard. Oh, leave it in, dude. Leave it in. Make it raw. Yeah, I know. It's hard, dude. A grower, you might say. Our balls fell asleep. It's all bullshit. There's no moon. There's no sound in space. When it all comes in, it's perfect. I'm sweating.